0: We have multi-platinum artist joining me here on the show today, rock star, singer, fused hip-hop and rock for the newer generation out here, D- did it up big, let it rock. I made it. We can go on and on with the writing that you've also done with the artists that you work with. We have the one and only Kevin Rudolph joining me here on the show here today, sports and hip-hop with DJ Mad Max, live through 65, Radio. Kevin Rudolph, how's it going, man? Welcome to the show.
1: Good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Of course. I see that you're working. You're working on some upcoming music, some new yep. hits.
1: Yeah, man. Um, so this is my spot. This is my studio. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in grind mode right now. I'm, I'm, I kind of woke up like a couple months ago. Actually, like it was just a lot of a lot of personal stuff going on. My dad passed away. A lot of things. I my condolences. Kinda... Yeah. So, you know, just something inside me just woke up. I think it was just realizing, you know, limited amount of time and. um you know, I think, I think sometimes it's like, and I, I've seen this with a lot of friends of mine, you know, you have some success and then, you know, maybe some frustrations and then you, you kind of, you want to get back in, but you're kind of, you know what I mean? You, you kind of lose that, that fire. And I think I lost it for a while. I think I was just like, I'm all right. I'm, you know, I'm good for a minute. And, um, but something in me just woke up and, and I, I, you know, like the, the ache came back, you know, that thing where you, you really, you just like you're going or I was just, you know, just going deeper inside just to create something. So so that's where I'm at, man. I'm grinding.
0: I, I'm happy to hear that you're back at it, because, I mean, you're a big part of my life growing up with Let It Rock. And I made it coming out when I was younger and collaborating with Lil Wayne, being on Cash Money. And all of a sudden, I Will Not Break comes out. I think that sparked a new regime for you here it sparked a new movement because you saw all the comments on youtube it exploded people are like you guys are back in the studio collaborating together
1: yeah yeah we're doing more stuff now i actually just sent wayne a bunch of stuff last week and i'm excited about that i'm just like you know i'm working and i'm sending and i'm like let's go with everybody you know including myself
0: that's big so we got a big year from you coming up 2022
1: yeah we do we do one way or another man you know just i'm going to cut through that's
0: huge cut back
1: man. And come back through.
0: That's huge. And we're going to get into it all here from your early life of growing up in New York in the city on the upper east side and and my condolences again to your father because he was a DJ and your mother was a singer.
1: My dad was, you know, he had an interesting life. He he started out he was from England and he came uh to Philadelphia. He was a DJ and um you know, he he takes he, he took you know pride in in he was like an mc back in the day so an mc back in the day was not a rapper mc it was a, it was like you know he was and he'd go you know the beatles are here you know nine. you know you know we got the rolling stones we got you know like an announcer that's like the 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 um the the traditional mc title you know master of ceremonies right mm-hmm. So and then he, he he was in the record business a little bit and he got into different things and some horses and other you know interesting stuff. But um, my mom was a singer, so she was you know she was in bands and she was trying to make it happen and she would you know she was in rock bands and then she kind of dipped into some like you know '90s house music and stuff like that and you know just different things. So I was watching the progression uh, of all of it and um, and I think at first I I was like I'm. I'm I don't even like music. I'm not doing them when I was like really young. Cause you don't want to do anything your parents want to do. At least I didn't. And then, um, and then I picked up the guitar and I was like, okay, and uh, this could be for me. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I just wanted to jump around with it. I didn't want to really play, you know, as, as a kid, but, but, um, my grandfather, he got me the guitar. He was sort of the, you know, financial resource in the, in, in the family. And, uh, so he got me a guitar and he said, look, you know, I already got you that. I got you, I got you violin. All right. I got you this. I got you that. I got you skateboard. All right. You're going to, if you, I'm not doing this, if you're not taking lessons, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 I'll take lessons. And then after about six months, I was playing some songs and I kind of fell in love with it, you know? And, um, and then, and then I, I, I just was practicing, you know, six hours a day. And my mom actually told me something very, um, very very powerful and simple
0: what you I, what you put in you'll get out
1: yeah yeah how did you know that
0: i did some research
1: did i say that before i might have said that yeah. before but i always go with that because it makes sense and it's within your control you know especially in this game where so much seems out of your control sometimes and then you say okay well i'm gonna put in extra i'm gonna put in more i'm gonna put in another hour another day another you know and then if you can outwork somebody and you have a little bit of talent and you're good at what you do, you're going to win.
0: Absolutely. And that's what you did there. You didn't mind putting the work in with the guitar and your music. And you could also credit the ending of Back to the Future as why you wanted to pick up a guitar. Oh, as well. boy, he
1: knows everything. He knows everything. <laughs> what am I here for? You just need to That's true. I, I, I do go back to those. The reason I repeat those things, it's not like some media thing. It's just like, the truth of it is those are the touchstones, you know, those, those were those moments that, that pushed me forward. So yeah, Back to the Future was, it was a big one. I was like, that's, yeah, I want to do that.
0: <laughs> you credit Jump by Van Halen being the first song that you ever heard. I've read before.
1: For the, one of the first songs that really, really like, I think it was, I connected with like a lot of high energy kind of, I think that that flows into, to what I did with my first album and let it rock and all those. And I made it, where I I think I was really just into empowering music, you know, it wasn't, and I think as a kid, you know, especially if you're a male kid, you're not sitting there going, you know, listening to, you're the inspiration, you know, you like, you want shit that makes you fucking, you know what I mean? You want stuff that empowers you, that that makes you feel tough and good and strong. So I think I connected with like that and I had the tiger and a lot of that 80s stuff at the time, especially stuff that was connected to those movies and everything, you know, Rocky and and all that survivor. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was in there with, with, with like the letter rock thing. I wanted to like, I wanted to give the underdog some, some, some power.
0: You did. And you did it in your own way. And you credit just the bunch of musicians that you were inspired by growing up, Jeff Beck, Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, Eddie Van Halen, and you actually went to a Stevie Ray Vaughan concert when you when you were younger. Your mother took you to that.
1: No, 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 that's not true. I didn't go to that. Oh, you didn't someone go to that. Said, no, no, no. Someone said that. Someone said that. Yeah, I I actually didn't go to that. Um, I don't know that. I think it was something. It was something going on with that. But that someone. I don't know how that happened.
0: <laughs> but you had a, a deep dive here of musical influences just for being in the city as well because you were surrounded not only by rock but hip-hop
1: yeah man well i grew up in new york so you know i mean i i hip-hop was was in the air always you know hip-hop was in the air rock and roll because you know we go down the lower east side and you know see bands and then you know you're uptown and there's hip-hop and you know there's no lines in new york you know i don't know about now because i've been living in miami for a while but but there, there's just no there's no culture it, it's 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 very like I would go to school with a kid who was like you know an actor and another one's a rapper, and another one's like you know um like a beautiful Asian girl playing violin, and then there's dancers and things, and then there's just people who just like were just thugs, and that's cool too you know it's just whatever it's like any any and everything
0: a whole mix of different people, especially from the city
1: yeah yeah especially from the city a lot of a lot of cross cultural stuff, a lot of kids also I think a lot think kids I think just burned out too quickly, you know like they experienced too much, you know I always thought it would be easier in a way like if you grew up in Ohio and you came to the city to pursue your dreams and we were like over it already. I was like, all right, I did that, like that's cool like yeah, we went out to this thing and da, da, da. Yeah, yeah yeah I did that when I was thirteen, you know what I mean you're
0: sneaking out of clubs at thirteen too.
1: Oh yeah, we're doing everything. We're doing everything and anything, man. It was, it was, it was, it was so much fun. I mean, it was like, you know, New York city, I think it's probably still a lot more commercial now and, and sort of a lot more money in there, a lot more safety and, and you know, a lot of uh, like the core New Yorkers, I don't know if they're still there quite as much, but, but uh, I felt like I was, we like, we were in it, you know, me and my, you know my friends who grew up there, yeah.
0: So much has changed in in New York, especially in the hip-hop scene. It doesn't even sound the same. you have even spoken about it today, just how much hip-hop has changed. And it's kind of difficult to fuse with rock nowadays because everything's all 808s and you got the trap music out here. You really can't do much with it.
1: I don't agree with that at all. Really? Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Like, I'm doing stuff like now. I'm looking at it like the other way. I think it's a better time than ever to do it because it's so not being done at all you know what I mean like for example I could take one of those you know like a record that's trap, 808s you know more you know less of the traditional hip-hop you know but you know more like you know more of the let's call it mumble rap you know if you want to call it that and why can't I, why, and, and it's dark and it's, you know, eerie and why can't I put like a huge rock vocal or something soaring with, you know, a lot of reverb and and a lot of, you know, just to flow into it. I could absolutely do that. It may not come from where you think it comes from. It may not come from just laying chunky guitars over it. It may not come from flipping the drums and making it into some rock thing. It may come from the vocal. It may come from one little other thing. It may come from subject matter. There's a million ways to make art. I think it's a better time than ever to do because no one's fucking with it right now. No, you'd
0: definitely definitely be one of the first out here. Is there someone in mind that that you've heard so far in the new hip-hop age, in the trap era, that you think would make a perfect collaboration with you as far as a rock new hip-hop track?
1: I don't really think of it like that. I just look at, like, I'm... I just make my art, you know what I mean. Although I did, I actually really did like, you know what I did do the other day. There was a loop in that, you know, that Usain Boo record, that that Kodak Black record. There's a there's a loop in there, and I thought I could take that loop and make that into a rock record. Mm. No, 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 you know, it goes up. I was like, that's that would be dope. Really, not to do with you know anything. I was just, I was, I was just, it was, it was an experiment to see, you know. Musically, how how I could fit things in, you know. So I tried it. It's actually pretty dope. But um, I I'm 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 making stuff for Wayne. I'm making stuff for you know. I'm I'm all about it, man. I'm just about art. I don't I don't have like, you know. I don't have any lines or limits. You know what I mean. Like a single
0: preference. You don't have a single preference.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I'm a fan of, of, of 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 all of it. You know, I mean, not all of it, but. I try to just be open because when I, when I get into times where I'm like, no, I don't like that. And I don't like this, you know, it's easy to say that with hip hop right now, because it is shifting or it's shifted. But I think it's like exciting. Actually, I think it's really sounds like punk rock to me. It's just, it's just what the kids are relating to. It's, it's defiant. It's apathetic. You know, I think it's, I think it's amazing in its own right. And I think if you don't go along to a certain degree with what's happening in the world and you you get stuck in the one genre you grew up in, then you're not, you're not going to evolve either.
0: No. How much of an inspiration were records like Rock Box and Walk This Way by Run DMC? Because those were the hit records for the rap and hip hop and rock collaboration. Yeah, I remember
1: them on, on MTV. My 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 association, so just to like to even to clarify the rock hip hop thing, it didn't come from like a traditional, like, okay, you know, Steven Tyler kicks down the door and in, in, in a run DMC video. It wasn't like that. I'm gonna rock with hip-hop. I never thought of it that way at all. What happened was I, I I was a big fan of Timbaland and a friend of mine um, was mixing his records and engineers, a really good friend of mine, Jimmy Douglas. And he was down in Miami. Well, so we started in New York and I, and I, I went to the studio and I, it wasn't to try to get on records. It was like, I just want to absorb this. I want to learn what's going on because to me, Timbaland was so, first of all, huge sonic pioneer, you know, but I was listening to those records he used to do in the ASR 10 and, 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 and all the textures and and just the the sonics of it were just amazing to me. Like they didn't sound, they were urban, but they were world. They were it could be rock, it could be anything. It just to me it was just like very. It was the some of the first ex- really exciting music that I heard that was successful, that was mainstream adopted, but was also like he's doing his thing. Like you're not gonna tell him to go anyway you know he's conscious he knows he wants to make a hit record of course but not in the way that other people want to make a hit record I think he wants to make it because he wants to change music he has a vision for how radio can sound how how we can you know what what we can move to in in the club so I just wanted to get around him and that energy and just figure it out so after I did that for like a couple of years, just kind of dipping in and out of the studio and working on some records, I was like, man, you know, cause I would watch him sort of dabble in rock. He would, he would, he would do some things that were, I think he was working on like Chris Cornell at the time from Soundgarden, he was working on a couple other things. And I just thought, man, I just want to take his drums and do my shit with those drums. Like I, I just want to take the bottom of the record, the bass, the drums, and then I want to do something else on the top. So that's kind of what I did with my first artist project. I wanted to put that all together, meld that together. And, and that's what became that first album, really. In the city. In the city, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: At Timberland, I know you credit him as a huge music success, but you were into all kinds of acts, Dr. Dre, the Neptunes, and early Kanye as well.
1: I, I, that whole early 2000s hip hop to me is, is one of the best, if not the best, era in hip hop, at least from a production standpoint. I mean, not, not saying like, you know, you have your, obviously your DJ Premier and your Jay Dillon, all is different. Not, not saying one's better or worse, but for me, where I was entering, that was an amazing time. Early Kanye, Neptunes, Timbaland that felt like something was happening that was like just musical innovation wise. Like I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to learn it. I wanted to be in it, you know? So, and it was cool too, because on, on that first album, when we were mixing in Virginia beach, um, ran into Chad Hugo from the Neptunes uh, and he was at the studio and we we're like, let's make something. And we did. And that was, that was, she can get it on that album. And um, so I was like, Oh man, this is so sick! I'm working with it at that dude, working with Chad. You know, it's, yeah, it was it was it was a big deal to me at the time.
0: The jump off with Lil Kim, you had the opportunity to play guitar on as well.
1: Yes, I did. That was like the first thing I ever did with Timbaland, and you know, all, all so many of those parts were just like, ding, 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 you know, little things like that. But but it it wasn't about like I didn't want to take over a record. I just wanted to I wanted to be in the room.
0: Yeah. Before everything you even started, you were actually in a group called Paint. And then you, you that that situation didn't work out. Then you moved on your own solo. You started writing your own song, coming up with your own music. And then actually you were discovered, I believe, it wasn't by Madonna, but it was someone in her camp that discovered you. And you ended up signing to Maverick. And that's how the album Binocular came about.
1: Yeah, that was like my first entrance into the mute That was actually right before um, right before I started you know the 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 journey into the Miami world and the Timbaland world i i was just making demos in my bedroom and um there was kind of like more of like ethereal pop thing i was just you know i was just like exploring and learning and 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 i was just very fortunate to 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 get a deal you know um with Maverick and it was like one of those classic things like everyone's excited it's gonna be the biggest thing in the world and then like 10 you know three months later you're, you're you're done you know but um it was a good first experience and um you know definitely helped me figure out um how I wanted to navigate my own future I definitely wanted to be you know on the I was producing that album because I was making it myself but I definitely wanted to be more on the producer side of things you know in terms of just the you know control of my own project
0: throughout the whole maverick process i think you actually went out to rick rubin's house
1: i did i did i did go to rick rubin rick Rick was yeah he uh he was interested in signing me i think you know it's like the typical la thing you know when not typical in in the sense that you know he's incredible incredible taste. i mean only typical in that like i think um someone else had had been interested and then he heard about it. And then I was, you know, suddenly you, you get this like heat and then you're going to people's, you know, offices and houses and things like that. So it was, it was an amazing experience. Went up there and, um, you know, it was like one of those magical, mystical, uh, you know, musical experience. He gave me a book and I played him a few guitar uh, songs on guitar and he's a cool motherfucker, you know, he's a, he's a real cool guy. He, uh, yeah, that was cool.
0: He's done a lot for hip hop and especially rock. And if you think about just the work he's done with the Beastie Boys,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. He's 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 just uh, he's like he's everything he, you think he is, you know, he's like the the Zen the, the Zen monk of hip hop, I guess.
0: He really is. It, just thinking about rock it, and more roll,
1: like, rock and roll, yeah, oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Just thinking really about it,
1: so artist friendly, you know what I mean? Someone you really you just like, you, you want to, uh, sort of like, especially, you know, at an early age, you want almost to groom you and teach you the ways of the, of the land.
0: <laughs> Slim was a big believer in yours from cash money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Slim, Slim was, Slim was like one of that. He was, he was that first person who just really, really believed, or at least it, it, it Cash money in, 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 in that world. Um, I was working on, a. He had an artist. Her name was T. Lopez, and he heard a couple songs, and uh, he wanted to 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 cut. It was like a pop song, you know, for it was like a Latin girl pop song. So we're recording the song, and I remember we're in my little apartment, and then Slim pulls up downstairs and wants to hear the mix and everything. So I bring it down. He's gonna play it, and and I said, "Look, you know, I, I want to also give you what I'm working on as an artist. Just you know, I want you to check it out. Love you to hear it." And, and that's how we started building you know we started uh, building from there yeah he loved that song coffee and donuts which was on my first album a lot and uh and then it was just a process of, of putting in the work and you know every few weeks and go by and you know bring maybe two three four new songs say here this is what i'm doing you know um check this out check this out and it it's it's um you know just thinking back and and also it, it, parallel to where I'm at now in a way it's it's almost like it just goes back to putting in the work you know mm-hmm. and, and you just get better and you you just keep going
0: and that's what you're doing especially here in 2022 from that point on but let it rock tell me the story behind let it rock and, and how this record came about because little wayne heard the record he got on it but you guys actually met in, in a club after a performance and he was like rudolph you're kevin rudolph
1: yeah boy you know everything <laughs> why am i here
0: oh <laughs> uh, to share your story on my platform um,
1: i'm playing now it's amazing like, it's amazing you're, you're um yeah so um i think it was actually there i was doing some beats a friend of mine had brought over um a new york rapper and he's gonna pay me some money for some beats and so i made him something no nah, that's not it I made him something else no nah, that's not it and then one of the the beats that I made him was the beat for Let It Rock. And he said, that's dope, but I don't really hear like a rapper on the floor on the floor. Remember, this is 2008, so, you know. And again, probably not now either, but again, there was a time period where, you you know, that could fly. So, um, I uh, I, took, I just took the beat. I started just mumbling over it, and it was just like, uh, 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 you know, that that flow. And it took me about probably three months to write it because I thought I don't want to even use my brain to write this song. I want to channel every, I want to channel everything. Like I want every line to be pure. So I don't want anything to come from my intellect. I want it all to come from like spirit, you know? You let it come to you. So I'll just keep doing that flow and I'd write down little lyrics and little, little lines and this part and that part and then just sort of piece it together. Until it felt like it was right. Um, Slim, we were gonna get, Wayne, Wayne was gonna get on In the City. And I, my vision was this, okay, this be like this viral, like this, like it was like Zeppelin, like Jay Z, like grimy rock song, you know? And then he didn't get on it for the longest time. Like it just didn't happen. And then one night I was with Slim and Slim said, What do you think about Wayne getting on that letter rock record? I said, man, I don't care. Like, I I, I, just, I I just wanna be a part of what you're doing. I wanna be a part of what Wayne's doing. I don't care what song we do, whatever, man. I just, I wanna be in the family. I, I like, I'm just, I just wanna, I just wanna get music out, you know? And I, I would love, I would love Wayne to be on anything I have, honestly. And he said, okay, let's do it. And he called Wayne and he did it that night, so. Yeah, so it was just I was like oh I was like relieved and like this is amazing, you know. And um yeah, there's always always been some kind of chemistry when we're on a record together, you know? Absolutely. Um, very, very grateful for for you know, having having had him on, you know, done records with him over you know, over the years.
0: We know what you're capable of doing, we know what you and Wayne, especially Wayne by himself is capable of doing. Did you know as soon as you heard the the ending of the recording of Let It Rock, did you know if this was gonna be the one? Did you expect this one to be blow up and be your number one hit?
1: I didn't know I didn't know anything about like radio kind of receptivity or or, or what that meant. I just thought whatever this is, this is like this is gonna be big, you know and this is this is like I'm I got to get on the I'm going to get on the roller coaster here and this this is going to be big. This is going to get heard. I don't know how big, I don't know in what form. I thought it was more of an underground like alternative record. I don't think anybody um maybe Slim was looking at like a pop record, but I I didn't expect to be on the radio at all. I I didn't expect to be like doing radio shows Z100 and Kiss like I didn't think that was that was the way things were going to go I thought it was really more of a some kind of like defiant weird I don't know record you know I didn't I just didn't hear it as like a pop record but that's the way it went and um you know it's pretty cool
0: it got you all types of performances the NBA All-Star game in 2009 and even the Miss USA pageant
1: Yeah. 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 made the rounds of all kinds of, uh, you know, it's fun when you have a, when you have a big record and you, you know, everyone, uh, everyone wants you to, you know, perform. It's great. Yeah.
0: You're signed the cash money at the time. And this was right before Drake and Nicki Minaj, the the whole splurge that they had and explosion on the music scene. Do you remember meeting Drake for the first time?
1: Yeah. I I met Drake. I mean, everyone, you know, everyone, everyone was, was cool. Everyone was like, it was all part of the family, you know, it wasn't like there was, you know, I mean, now obviously those artists have, have completely exploded. Um, but at the time, it was just like, yo, this is God. he's on Young Money, yo, this is so-and-so, yo, this is gotta yo, this is this one, this is Drake, you know what I mean? So I didn't think, I didn't think much of it, you know, at the time, everyone was cool, everyone was so nice, you know, really nice. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's a good, it's a good family to be part of, a Cash Money family. I, I I really I really enjoyed my time there. I really did. And you could
0: tell that you did. You always have a great great collaboration with those artists, and and we're gonna get into the I Made It record in a second. But I read online, did you help out in any of the recording process? I don't know if this is true, or not, I want you to clarify that on Drake's album Thank Me Later. Did you help out in any way? Okay, nothing, yeah. Nothing, Just want to clarify to, that.
1: You know, nothing to do with it at all. And and you know, I I would have loved to have been a part of it. You know, I it's, it's hard when you, when you, you know, you, I was producing other acts and I was, I was doing my own album and, you know, you, you're doing so much stuff. And plus he, you know, he has a lot of people in his circle, you know, he's, he's, you know, doing just fine without whatever I was doing at the time. So, um, but I think I was making my album. I would have, I would have loved to have, um, I would have loved to have gone in there, but, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I made it comes out, Cash Money Heroes and Birdman. He wanted to get everyone on there. Jay Sean, Lil Wayne, in which he did get those guys on there and yeah. he jumped on there himself, but he wanted Drake on there. Drake wasn't on the official version when it released, but if you look on YouTube, you see all these remixes with a Drake verse on there.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I gotta figure that out. Yeah, no, he was his I mean I love you know that that's that's the thing about about Baby, you know, he has that he's always thinking so big, you know what I mean? So he's like he's like, I want everyone on there. I want Nikki, I want Drake. I want Wayne. I want. I. Don't, I want. You know, it was never going to be my record. It was supposed to be called Cash Money Heroes. That's why it was called in parentheses Cash Money Heroes, because it was just supposed to be almost like a a new group, right? And the group would be called Cash Money Heroes. And then, um, and then you know we had the song mixed and everything, and uh, people from Universal. Man, I love your new record, man. I love. I was like, oh, it's not really mine. It's like Cash Money Heroes, you know. I did the hook and the beat. And, um, and then it became my record. <laughs> so it's cool, though. Showbiz. <laughs> and,
0: and that record took off for you, and it actually became the main theme for WrestleMania 26.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they, those guys have been really supportive uh, at, at WWE. Yeah, they, they You both. feel me? was
0: featured in Tables, Ladders, and Chairs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, they've been really, really supportive. They're great guys there. I, you know, the way they I like the way they run their whole ship. It's real cool. Super like it's just like real tight and like it's it's they've been just supportive with the music. You know, those guys are awesome.
0: What's your vision of making it? Because if you listen on I made it, no one believed in me, but I never gave up the fight.
1: Yeah. That's that's pretty much. I I, th- I think it's the same thing. Even when you have made it, or whatever level you've made it on, you know there is no. I don't think there is a making it. You know, uh, you just you just keep working. You keep moving. Yes, it's great to make money. Yes, it's great to be on the charts. But you know, you don't. There's no. There's no free ride. You know, no one says, okay, sit here and just relax. You've made it. You no longer need to do anything at all. You can just sit here and you know it doesn't work like that. And I think that's why, you know, anyone you've probably talked to in the game knows that and then things slide and then you want to get back in or you decide you're going to quit. And that's, you can always do that, but that's, that's not, you're not going to do that if, if this is what you do. And I don't think there's, I think it's just a mountain. You keep climbing. I don't think there is a made it. You know, obviously there's a difference between sitting in your bedroom and being broke and being on the charts, but you have to work even harder when you're on the charts. You don't, you don't work less. You're working much harder and there's more pressure and there's people loving you and people hating you and expectations and people in your head saying, oh man, this record would have been shouldn't have done that man shouldn't have done it with the features it would have been bigger or you should have done that or you could have done that you should have flipped the beat this way you know you got all that stuff going on so you just got to keep you just got to be laser focused on what you want who you are and what you're doing
0: and that's what you've continued to do once you get into it with your album you actually had the opportunity to work with nas on nyc one of the greatest hip-hop artists of all time and right there you felt as though that it was just that was you right there you were solidified
1: i I was just you know i just felt so blessed you know uh, to to be included in that in that world and and it it was like a blessing it just it literally came from the sky, you know um and he's a cool, cool person i was very very fortunate to have him on it yeah amazing
0: elmatic mr Elmatic is on that album legend. in the city, crazy,
1: he's a legend, yeah
0: to the sky album. What do you got that I don't got as an inspiration? Because it's basically, you have to be satisfied with yourself in this game. Don't look at someone else's career and what they have.
1: Yeah, you, you, you can't, you, you have to, you have to focus on what you're doing. You know, you cannot look left and right. It's easy to, but you, you can't do it. You have to just put your head down and do the work and, and, Good things come, you know, when you put energy out, you know, I always say like the universe needs proof of work, you know, you have to put it in and, and that's, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing.
0: After you fulfill your contract with cash money, you had to go after use a different name because you couldn't use Kevin Rudolph. So you had to use the name space rock.
1: Yeah, I was, I, I was, I dropped a single right after and, um, and then, and then everything, um, everything's cleared up. And uh, then, then I went back to to dropping, you know, new music as Kevin Rudolph. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the answer <laughs> to that. There's no other answer.
0: After that, you actually signed a deal with Primary Wave Music.
1: Um. No, they were, I mean, yeah, they were, they were managing me for, for a short period of time. They're they're great guys. I think we, you know, just sort of tried something and, and, um, and, uh, that, yeah, lasted like about six months or so. Then you
0: went out to LA and you started writing music, Ava Max, Weezer, Selena Gomez, you started going out to LA and writing for other artists.
1: Yeah, I was, I was doing, I, I've always been writing for, for other artists, you know, um, I moved to Nashville for a time period, had a number one with Keith Urban called Little Bit of Everything and um done LA and uh yeah man it just just again just just keep keep making music.
0: When you came back to NY you got inspired to make your own music again I heard.
1: Yeah, uh I think it was just connecting with my roots and 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 being back in the city picking up that energy again and a lot of what was in on the first album in the city was was nyc you know that was my growing up in new york was my uh like reference point i don't say muse because that sort of refers to like a person but that was the picture i had in my head of me growing up in new york and everything i wanted to say in that album
0: what are your thoughts on when There are rock artists in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who critique hip hop artists who are in there and say that hip hop artists shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, knowing that you've worked with talented acts such as Lil Wayne, who could play the guitar and have made rock albums. What are your thoughts on when artists who are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame discredit hip hop artists and being in there?
1: Well, I think they should shut the fuck up and just mind their own, you know, and (laughs) what, why, you know, if you're if you're in there and you're fortunate enough to be in there, then then what do you. You can't, you know, what are you going to say about someone else? You know, it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because rock and roll was a predecessor in a way to hip hop, I guess you could say. Um, But it's just what people call things. I think it's just a title. It's the Music Hall of Fame. I don't think it really means rock and roll and you can't come in here because you're a rapper. I don't think anybody thinks that. If they do, then they're just ignorant.
0: I agree with you on that. Have you and Wayne discussed it? A possible collab album ever or in the near future, side such as a in the city and rebirth all mash up on one album. Has there been talks about that before? Because you guys have such great chemistry?
1: Yeah, I mean there's no there's no mashup. I mean he's 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 just simple. Like, you know, you send him music, if he if he fucks with it, then he's gonna get on it. And if he doesn't, keep it moving, send something else. You know, he's he's in the studio all the time and he's working and and that's and that's it. So I don't I don't think there's necessarily any plan in place like that.
0: But you got you guys got that chemistry out there. You're in the social media age, digital age. Now you were booming back way before social media was popping. But now I see that you got your own TikTok going. So how yeah. is it adjusting to this new technology social media stage? Because I've heard you say that you should treat your Spotify as your Instagram page.
1: I said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yes and i i was i was trying i was trying to make sense of 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 what i may have said yeah um i do think that i think i think it's just about putting up a lot of new music and i'm really just very new to tiktok so i i need to 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 continue to to ramp up my ticking and my talking but um yeah i mean there's there's a lot of work to do as an artist there's a lot of ways to connect with your fans and you got to keep it up and you got to you got to give them a lot of stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm in it. Kevin Rudolph, find me all, all social medias.
0: You're a big movie guy and you always felt as though you, you direct, you can direct and I think you have even had the opportunity to have your say in your own music videos as well in directing. I've read.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's definitely a a dream to, to write and direct a film. Um, I don't know if I'm there right now in terms of, I feel like I got to, you know, I have to get more momentum back music wise. You know, I don't I don't know if it's time to like venture off into something else this second. But I I I was working on a book and um I would like to write a script and, and do a film someday. Something I I just love film so much that I feel like I'd be I'd be able to do something special. I'd like to hope.
0: And you even retweeted recently about Quentin Tarantino's quote why would you work on why would i work on a, on someone else's stupid mo- movie when i can work on my own stupid movie
1: yeah i i i loved that um i think someone had asked him about would you would you be an actor in someone else's movie and he, and that's what he said he said well, well sure but why am i going to work on your stupid movie when i can work on my own stupid movie which makes sense you know doesn't mean you don't collaborate of course it just means that It means, I think it just means stay with your own vision, whatever that may be. And your vision may be collaborating. So, but stay with who you are, stay with your vision. What type
0: of film script would you consider writing? Because it's something that you always were interested in doing.
1: Oh, I would do something probably you'd never expect from me. I'd probably do something like super slow and like, you know, some kind of like French film or something like that. That just is a lot, has a lot of space and very little dialogue and just very cinematic I don't think you'd be getting like what you think, like it would not be some action movie or something like that. It would be, it would be something like super artsy. A drama? I don't know. I don't know if we'd even have a plot. I would just do something. I want to do like an experimental film.
0: That'll be interesting. And I'm sure whatever it is, you'll succeed at for sure. Cause seeing everything that you else, you you succeeded at in your career, I'm sure you will, but you got a hybrid memoir novel on the way that you're writing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I wanted to um I wanted to sort of tell some of the story about how I came to Miami and it's not typically what you would what you would think. It's not it's a lot about the cash money experience and a lot about living in Miami and and going through the process of making my album and um the journey of that. But it's not necessarily you know, a play by play, what you think. It's a lot of sort of it's a lot of humor and it's a lot of observation and it's not it's it's not just the play by play of the story. It's it's sort of um a twist on it.
0: What was the wildest story if you can think of of being in the studio with Wayne and the artist from Cash Money?
1: Um it's always wild. I mean I don't know what it's <laughs> never wild. It's not I don't know. It, it, it's. I say, read the book.
0: <laughs> read the book.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like that. It's not like that. Um, it's. Just, it's just you know those those guys are in their own world and and it's a cool world that they've created and anything can happen in that world. But I, I will on on a very um, positive thought process about it is that they they I think they just believe they can do anything and I mean that in, a, in an amazing way. And I think you pick up on that energy being a part of that, you know, they feel like untouchable and it's in a good way. You know, it's, it's a cool thing. It made me feel that way also being a part of it. You know, you feel like when you put out a record you'd be like, this is going to go, let's do this, let's go. You know what I mean? There's always that up energy and they believe in themselves. And I love that. You know, I, 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 you, you kind of, um, get that by being around it. And it, it gives you a feeling, or it gave me a feeling. You know, when I go back to make a record, I'm like, this is shit, It's gonna be crazy, it's gonna be huge, you know, you, you wear that, you wear that confidence. And, uh, and that was probably one of the coolest parts about being around that whole situation.
0: And the most important thing is that they saw your vision because they gave you that platform in which you signed with them because they let you have creative freedom, creative reign.
1: I don't think anyone there has any kind of like no one's controlling anyone there. That's the best part about it. There's no one calling saying, Hey, Kevin, we love the record, but you know, the snare drum's a little loud. They're just like, they feel music, you know, they just feel, they go, I like that. I fuck with that. I like that. That's going to be big. Let's go. Let's make it happen. There's never any, um, I always thought some people thought like, Oh, he's like this white guy signing cash money in their light like, control. It's not that way at all. It's, it's actually really a very cool free creative space to, to be in. You know, they, no one says anything. Just make your art. How they going to, they look at it like, how am I going to tell an artist how to make art?
0: Yeah, You're right. You're absolutely right. What, what do you say to the statement when people out there, because you're even trying to make, like the Stones now, what, what is it that you could say when you hear people say that rock and roll is dead?
1: I don't think rock and roll is dead. I just think it's, it's not on the main stage of the youth culture. It's not dead. There's a lot of bands selling out arenas and stadiums and doing huge festivals, a lot of great bands, a lot of older bands that are still, you know, as successful in terms of being able to draw huge crowd is it is it in the top 10 of charting music no it's not it's pop and it's hip-hop really um but to me rock and roll in the classic sense is yeah it's loud guitars and drums and rock and roll but rock and roll is also attitude right so rock and roll attitude is embodied future has a rock and roll attitude Lil Wayne rock and roll attitude, you know the these artists, they have a rock and roll attitude, and I think a rock and roll um that is it's just clothed differently, you know, production wise and sonically um, and rock and roll could sound you know maybe like new kids growing up now could sound like their parents' music. So I understand that they want they want something that embodies the attitude but is different. So I love rock and roll and rock and roll won't die and I don't think it has died. It's just it's just different. it's just not on
0: that mainstream level like you said.
1: It's just different and 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 also like I don't you know I don't think there's been a lot of innovation in rock and roll and I think rock and roll also at its best almost now even with some of the newer bands is very derivative so the bands i think that a lot of the kids like like a greta van fleet or something like that they're complete you know they're very derivative of a led zeppelin or other bands that are out and then there's some bands that are from the last you know 10 15 years like kings of leon still do amazing records and it's just, it's just, I think there's room for everybody. You know, I really do. And things can live in different places. Maybe you don't see it on the charts or on the Spotify charts or whatever it may be, but they may be able to fill 40,000 people or 30,000 people in in an arena. And it doesn't mean should, are they irrelevant? No. Like the charts are the charts. Live shows are live shows. Streaming is streaming. They're just different. Fragmented pockets of 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 things. Oh man, I see stuff on Spotify. There's like classical music with hundreds of millions of of streams on Spotify. I mean, that's amazing to me that you can. Because I think like even as much as like five or ten years ago, what is that selling? You know, like how do those how is that making generate obviously those composers are dead but i'm just talking about in terms of the the music or even ambient new age music soothing music these are these are records that might sell like 3,500 copies a year as a cd back in the day and now have hundreds of millions of streams they're on people's sleeping playlists whatever it may be meditation but there's a place for that music and to be successful and make money and that's that's cool That's the coolest part of streaming in my eyes, that it just, there's a lot of music that you can try, consume without buying and make it a part of your life. And that you realize how many people love music are listening to it and enjoying it in ways that you didn't expect.
0: Have you thought about expanding into other genres because you see music is music. you work with Keith Urban with country. Have you thought about working in other genres such as reggae or even R&B? Because reggae, I've heard you said you love listening on your own free time.
1: I love reggae. reggae. Um, If something came up, if an opportunity came up and and it felt right and was right, something I would love to do. I love, I love reggae. I just think it's, I love that it's just, it's sort of like this, it lives out of judgment. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like, you can say anything in it, you know? And I, I just think it's like, I think a lot of it's to me, it's just soothing, you know, it's just soothing music. It just makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. And um, I love her Yeah.
0: We got to love- get that Kevin Rudolph shaggy collaboration.
1: Uh, actually we did something. We did something like years ago.
0: Really? I never heard this. How 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 was this? I don't
1: even remember what it was called. Probably like 2008. Like it was like around a long time ago. Yeah, I think I did a hook and he did a hook or something like that. Maybe I, did a B. I can't even remember. Yeah, but no, we did something. We did something. Wow,
0: that's major. Major for you, man. What is your proudest achievement thus far throughout your career?
1: Through my career? Um, that I still love doing it that's, that's of love and
0: passion back. for it
1: yeah that 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 i i still love making music and i was able to make an impact and and hopefully continue to make an impact um i think now thinking about it i think the the, the proudest the proudest that i i i felt was when people would come to me and, and they said also like when they would listen to Let It Rock, when that was the, in its height, they would say it didn't, when I listened to that song, it didn't make me wanna be a rock star. It made me feel like I already was a rock star. And I think it, it you know, I think at the core of what I wanna do musically and artistically is is make people feel good and powerful and strong and, and feeling like they can overcome something in their lives or whatever they may be going through. I think that's, I've been realizing that lately. That's at the core of what I want to put into the world is giving people strength.
0: Salute to you on that props to you and that. And just hearing those comments because that means a lot because you're really a bright light in these people's lives, especially if they're going through dark times. That's a huge impact that you're having on people. Salute to you on that. Any upcoming performances that you have and just how you're, going through this covid situation i know there's some restrictions out here but things have opened up pretty much as far as performances go any upcoming performances for you
1: no i'm just in the studio right now i'm i'm just trying to use every every waking waking second to 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 just make stuff and just crank it out and and that's that's where my head's at right now i just want to make use of every every moment to do something cuz i felt like i was not doing that for a long time and i'm playing catch up
0: and we're looking forward to it. When can we expect you think if there's a, a timetable you want to say, "Oh, it's dropping in July?" when do you think that your next album will be released? Will you be releasing it?
1: I don't know right now. I may just drop a bunch more singles. It may be an album. i just I don't want to think too much about that right now. I just want to like I just want to finish the records and and keep going and and um and just and just put music out and and hopefully you know continue to move people. that's
0: right kevin rudolph anything else you want to let the audience know your fans know the listeners know that we didn't cover here today
1: um all just much love i appreciate everybody and anybody who who you know listens to what i do and um and i want to i want to uh keep putting great music out and uh hopefully not disappoint anybody and you can find me um instagram twitter uh tiktok kevin rudolph and all those places so uh so yeah follow me and and uh continue to build
0: i'm looking forward to the new music you're always welcome on the show anytime you have some new material that you want to promote especially when you get yeah, that I'm hybrid good. memoir novel too that's i'm gonna yeah. read through that
1: yeah i appreciate everything thank you so much for having me
0: of course man i appreciate you man thank you for everything that you've done for, rock you for and Roll, man for hip-hop, oh, man, of course, anytime, man. Thank you for coming on the show here today. I appreciate your time and yeah, all the timeless music. Let's do it again, soon. Let's do it yeah. again soon. For sure, okay. man. Well, I'll keep in touch with you. Please do. Yeah, man. Peace out. Right. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. i right, be good.